Hi, this is Polly with another episode of Conversations with Psychics, podcasts to help us find out what psychics do, how they do it and why. Join me in discovering that they are everyday people who do extraordinary things. Hi everyone, in this episode I'm chatting with Natasha Price about energy and energy healing. She's utterly fascinating about our energy bodies, how our lives mirror our energy fields and why we need to increase our energy frequencies. We also get on to past lives, future lives, chakras forming relationships with each other, the position of consciousness in the energy field and karma. She's author of an amazing book, Freedom of the Soul, founder of Dandelion Therapies and co-founder of the School of Energy. We chatted over Skype, so apologies for the odd wonky sound patch. Anyway, Natasha, tell me about yourself and your work. So I worked full-time as a property lawyer, but also about 16 years ago, I had an experience. I wasn't frightened, I was just incredibly curious. How come this has never appeared to me before or come into my awareness? And that set me off on like 16 years journey of just learning as much as I can do. And what was the experience? I just had my son. He's 16 now. So I just had him and he was a tiny baby in a carry cot. And I had the most terrible swollen ankles. So somebody recommended that I go for a Reiki treatment. Never heard of it before. Didn't know anything about it. Went along. And... I became aware in the room and I could see them like uh, spirit, spirit people, basically, to the point that one came so close into my face, almost like looking, that I flinched and moved away. Like I said, it didn't scare me. I was just fascinated. And that was the start of it, really. That was what made me think, what is this? And I want to know what it is. I want to know what it's made of. I want to know where it comes from. I want to know, you know, how we can use it, what it's about, why I haven't seen it to that point, all that sort of stuff. So that was the experience that set me off, really. And then what happened? Well, I did all of these courses, including I did a master's in parapsychology as well, because I was just so fascinated. And I would say about 10 years ago, I set up my business, Dandelion Therapies, to make people aware of the energy field and how important it is, the health of the energy field, and how important that is to us in all aspects, whether that be mentally or physically. It's connected. It is part and parcel of who we are. It flows through our body. And if it's not working, then we do develop illnesses you know they are our body's alarm clock that something's not quite right in your energy field so really my business is about helping people to understand that and through giving one-to-one sessions in all sorts of healing modalities and then that's evolved slightly and I now have a colleague of mine Tracy Robbins we've set up the school of energy to teach people about it so we offer all sorts of workshops and courses teaching people about every aspect of energy. Everything I do is around energy. Funnily enough, last year, the penny started to drop for me. It's all about energy. It was, everyone, it's all about energy. It's like, well done, Polly, you finally (laughs) caught up. So if you were to say to someone, it's all about energy, and someone looked at you rather baffled, what would you say to them? Well, I, I talk to them about our energy field. During my sessions, I often end with putting people in an energy bubble and explaining that your field is like an energy bubble around you, but it flows through you as well. And I explained to them that the information that is held in that 
energy bubble is immense. The blueprint, basically, for who we are on every level. So if we can access the right points that we need to shift and move in that energy bubble, then things in our physical life shift or things in the way that we perceive things or our beliefs or our perspectives will also shift. And the information about our past lives, our current lives, our future lives is within that energy bubble. There's no linear time. So it's all happening at the same time. Now that is a hard concept for a lot of people. Yeah, that one is hard. Just That's like, a bit like, ooh. Is there an analogy? Is it like you, you saying, oh, you can sense someone coming into a room? Is that the way in to explain it? to somebody yeah I, I talk I tend to talk to people about snow globes you know and say it is like because everybody knows what a snow globe is and it is like that with us a little ornament in the middle and within that snow globe is all the information about us but it is not quite right analogy because there's not a hard surface to it energy is flowing constantly but also, one of the things that we really, really hammer home to people is that they need to protect their energy. As soon as you start energy therapies, and like you go and learn Reiki, you completely open yourself up. You open your energy and your aura up. And you can start to pick up other people's negative energy. So I go back to the snow globe and actually, yes, imagine that snow globe. And then you are protecting that snow globe. And you are protecting it from other people's energy so that you are within your own energy, protected and safe and clean, basically. When you're teaching the school of energy, you're teaching for health. It's not for, you know, like I do mediumship or something like that. Well, we do teach so that other people can go off and, and use it and become therapists. But ultimately, you are teaching people how to have a much more centered and balanced way through life people you know they go off to see the doctor and I absolutely advocate that I, I'm all for that but then they'll they'll look at their diet and they'll look at their maybe some supplements and they'll look at the stress levels in their environment they'll look at their exercise and the one thing that's left off the list all the time is your energy you need to look at your energy as part of your whole holistic health plan because that is part and parcel of it and that seems to be the thing that's missed off and when you start to look at your energy field in that way you can really live a much more balanced and centered life it doesn't stop life happening it doesn't stop traumas it doesn't stop anxiety and grief but the way you handle it is a much calmer centered way of being and I think that's that's really important. There's something that I've got to ask you. It's that impossible thing that no one ever understands and I don't, which is why is it that you attract like, like attracts like, like you, you said that thing that when you've been doing energy work that people start smiling at you and it, it happened to me the other day, I was thinking, <laughs> weird with my hair or something. <laughs> yeah. So I recognised what you were saying. Now, why is it that like attracts like? Why is it that if you've attracted negative things in your life, it is you? What's going on there? Well, there's a few things there. First of all, um, there's a concept that you are a mirror to your life. So everything that is happening in your life is mirrored from your energy. Now, actually, that can be a very difficult concept to take on board if you're having a particularly difficult time or something quite traumatic has happened to you. But you are a reflection of what is happening in your life. Now, when I read that, 
took me a while to get my head around that. But I did realize when I thought about it, there was a, a woman at work who was very difficult with me. Every time I asked her to do something, she was just obstructive. And when I looked at that, I realized that I was doing the same to somebody in my personal life. But because it, one was in work and one was in personal life, I hadn't quite got that. And when I, when I realized that to my horror, that I was being quite difficult, really, and I changed that behavior, she actually changed. You mean so, when you changed your behavior with the other person? With, my person? with the person in my personal life. So when I changed my behavior with them and I thought I just got over myself, really, and stopped being so difficult, the girl in my work life just stopped being difficult. It just resolved itself. Her behavior shifted. So if you've got something happening, especially like a difficult person, a person being difficult in your life, it's a good idea to try and get a really overall perspective on your life. What is being mirrored? Where are you behaving in a similar way. That can be quite difficult for people. How does that work then when you talk about boundaries and setting boundaries when clearly that's not something that you're doing that is bringing that problem to you? It's that somebody has overstepped the mark, isn't it? You have to protect yourself and realise that you have to look after yourself first. And I don't mean selfish, but if you give too much of yourself and you can't say no, you become exhausted and run ragged and actually you're not functioning to your best ability. So you do have to learn to set boundaries properly. And I suppose the reflection is that if you're just willing to give and there's no boundary and you'll just give, 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 then people are going to take, you know, they're just going to take that energy. I think what you're saying is it's way more complex than I thought it was. Because I would say... Very complex. <laughs> if, if they're taking from you, and if your energy, what's happening to you, is something that is within you, they're a reflection of you. It means that you're taking from somebody else. Or am I getting my knickers in a twist here? No, it might well be that you're taking from somebody else in some other situation or relying on somebody too much you could be ringing somebody up every evening in a tears and I can't cope with everything and you know I've got so much on and and actually it's because you haven't set your boundaries do you see what I mean you need that overall look at your life and what you are doing and actually if they're take take taking they're not setting their boundaries properly either are they that's another reflection but what you're saying is it's amazing. So it's a bit like you have to look at yourself as a kind of, I'm going to say, say you know, a, a diamond. And yeah. something's coming in from this angle because it's resonating with something over there. But there may be something crossing through it that is reflecting off, the, off there. See, so, I mean, just to repeat back to you so that I understand, you have to look at everything that you're doing. So if, if somebody's being demanding to you, are you being demanding on someone else? It could be completely unrelated to that person. You're this ball of energy that I presume this is the, the thought as well, is that energy doesn't distinguish between where it's coming from no it's there <laughs> yeah absolutely and i've come to realize you know i use the analogy of like a snow globe but actually it's very complex like you say that diamond is a fabulous example it is very complex and you have all these different elements and aspects of yourself running through that and part and parcel of that which is why it's not a quick fix you know sometimes when you've got an issue it can take you months to work out you know, well, what's that about? Where, where does that fit into everything? 
And that's part of why skeptics, I think, as well, often say, oh, it's a load of rubbish. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Well, actually, it's more like a puzzle. You've got to, you've got to work through it. And it takes time. There's no quick fix. You, don't, you can't just flick on a switch and everything's fabulous. You have to do the work and you have to get those levels of understanding. And the minute you get those levels of understanding, then energy shifts and things resolve themselves. So the minute I suddenly got, oh, okay, I'm being difficult with my ex-husband, so this woman at work's being difficult with me, suddenly I got that realisation, you know, the energy shifts straight away. My God, that's amazing. So I'd never really thought about it like that, that your energy field doesn't discern between whether it's your ex-husband or your boss. There's this thing in your field that is, is attracting something and it's shooting off here. And Wow, that's incredible. Just to say as well, that's what we're trying to do with energy healing modalities. We're trying to raise your vibration. That's what people are trying to do. So they're trying to raise the overall frequency or vibration of their energy so that things that are negative just can't stay. They're just dropped away. That's the whole point of energy healing. So we're raising our vibration so that we're dropping away low vibrational emotions such as anger, fear, disappointment, whatever it is. It can't stay in your energy field. And then as you raise your vibration, you're attracting positive people, situations, assistance, money, whatever it is, you're attracting more positive elements into your life. Is it a physical law, science, physics, all that jazz, that positive energy attracts positive energy? It's more to do with frequency and vibration than the term positive and negative. Ah. Something on the same frequency will attract something on the same frequency. And that's a scientific law? Yes. You're talking to someone who just does not understand physics at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't say I'm a physics buff either, but my understanding is quantum physics. Everything has a vibration, so everything's made up of atoms, and there are streams of energy between those atoms that vibrate. Everything vibrates, whether it's the table, the chair, whatever. A crystal will vibrate. We vibrate, but things that are on the similar frequency will attract each other. So if your whole overall frequency is vibrating at a very fast vibration or frequency, something which is at a lower frequency just can't take hold of it. Something of a similar vibration frequency will. So if you put a crystal that's vibrating, which is a very stable vibration, crystals don't change. They're one of the most stable structures in nature. So that is a scientific fact. They are very, very stable. They're not affected by emotions and all the rest of it, but they are a very stable vibration. If you put a crystal that's vibrating into our energy field, which is not stable, which changes, which fluctuates daily depending on our emotions, then the two frequencies try and find a common rhythm, so they, which is called entrainment. That's why crystals affect us so much as well. Now, if we've got a very high frequency or we've got a relatively high frequency and something that's very slow, vibrating, low frequency, such as fear, that's going to find very hard to integrate into your energy. So this is why you talk about keeping the energy field clean. Yes. Oh, my God. I've got a massive great crystal sitting there. I've never really understood crystals at all. I feel so sorry for them. I have them. and I'm like... Sorry, guys, you ended up with me. <laughs> <laughs> they're with you for a reason, and they're cleaning the energy and around you as well. 
That actually makes me think you mentioned about how going into nature, our auras, uh, our chakras sense the nature and that's why it's good for us, the energy of the nature. It's not literally just about, oh, lovely fresh air. It's a bit like what you were saying with the crystal, that it's affecting us. Yes, go and walk by the sea and all the negative ions and all the rest of it, that feeds into our energy. But like walking with trees and people go and hug trees, well, they all have a different frequency and they, you know, that we're tapping into and it affects our energy in a positive way, basically. So that's the first thing. The thing about people smiling at you, which I do get all the time, I believe they sort of, on a subconscious basis, recognise something in your energy, if you like. Because I, I get it all. I walk down the street and everybody's smiling at me and opening the door for me and I... And sometimes you can think, oh, for goodness sake, what is going on? But I think they're just subconsciously recognizing something in your energy, recognizing that your energy is quite light or, or whatever, whatever it is that you've just shifted. They recognize that somehow. Wow. If you talk to them, I don't think consciously they would get it. Consciously, they wouldn't say, oh, I smiled at you because your aura looks fabulous or whatever, because most people would be like, what are you talking about? But I think on a subconscious basis, somehow energetically, they are recognizing that something positive in your aura or a light, a lighter sort of energy um, in some way. I just wanted to ask you about the difference between all the different healing that you do. So you talked about Reiki, Theta. Theta healing, yeah. Crystal hypnosis, past life, future life. I've never heard of that. And then between lives. Yes. So hit me up with that then. <laughs> About future life and between lives? How they differ. And then, I mean, it's probably a, an encyclopedia on how they differ. But then how do you decide, moreover, how do you decide what to use? I suppose it's just having spoken to the client what they're looking for, really. And it depends also. I don't want to scare people to death <laughs> either when they arrive. So you possibly wouldn't talk about between live sessions to somebody who hadn't done healing work. Reiki is a great place to start. Reiki is about channeling energy from the universe into that person. You're, again, looking at bringing energy in and releasing energy out of that energy field. Even a skeptic, I'd say, go and have an energy healing, have a treatment and see what we're talking about. When I started doing Reiki, after that experience that I had when my son was born, there were lots of times that I just kept thinking, I don't know what this is all about. Is it really something? But I kept going back. And when I thought about it, I thought, why do I keep going back? And I felt like my batteries had been recharged. I was working, I had three young children, and I just thought that's a positive thing. It made me feel good. And the more I have gone on along the years, the more that I realized how effective these healing modalities are. And I'm, my first degree was a science degree, believe it or not. So I'm very sciencey and I have to have evidence in a way that there is something happening. I, I can't just wave a crystal around and think that that's effective. I have to know the science behind it. Theta healing is about the concept that physical symptoms are caused by negative emotions that we're holding in our body. So if you get physical symptoms in your body, there is always emotions sitting there behind them. Normally, negative emotions. So fear, 
again, anger. It's sat in your energy field for such a long time. It's permeated through and it causes physical symptoms. We dig for those emotions. We try and find what those emotions are. And then the practitioner, not the client, will go into a theta brainwave state and remove them. Now that can be quite hard for people to understand what that, that's talking. I know, yeah. So that, that's a little bit different. Crystal healing is about, again, bringing crystal energy, extra energy, again, into the energy field. A bit like I explained, when you bring that crystal in, and because our bodies try and our energy tries to copy the rhythm of the crystal or raise itself up to the rhythm of the crystal, we can clear the energy field that way. Hypnosis, obviously, you're aware of hypnosis. Past life regression. Now, past life regression, future life progression, is all sort of tied into that concept that I was talking about before. Everything is happening at the same time. And that's around the concept that the essence of us, the energetic essence of us, travels through the universe, through space and time forever. And we just incarnate. So our physical body is just a vehicle for that. Okay. But the soul's journey is goes on forever. Now, I always explain that like a cobweb. I would see it like a cobweb. So all the points on the cobweb are significant points in your soul's journey. So there's no start and finish. There's just this round cobweb. So when you come and you go into trance in a hypnosis session, you can jump about. You can go into a past life, what we would term a past life, and you can go into a future life. But actually, it's all happening at the same time. So you can go into a past life and you can change the ending. No, no. So when, I, when I first heard that concept, I was like, no, I don't get that. I really don't get that. That nearly sort of made my head blow up. <laughs> really? That was quite a hard concept for me. And then I tried it out. I really do believe that I changed it. And that added weight to everything's happening at the same time. And in fact, I'd booked on to do the Future Life Progression course. And I woke up and I was half awake, half asleep. And I went back into that scenario that I'd seen in a past life. And I rewrote it in my head. I just rewrote it. That I, in that past life that I'd seen, I died in a horrible way. And I thought, no, we're going to rewrite that bit. And then I fell asleep. And I had the most vivid dream Nothing to do with the past life, but I was so angry in this dream. I was shouting at everybody. My sister was in it. I was shouting at my sister. I was shouting at my kids. And I actually woke up kicking, physically kicking the bed. When I thought about it, I felt like I'd released anger from that lifetime. I was so angry that I died in that horrible way and that people had been so mean to me. And I was still carrying that anger. By going back into that past life and changing that, it released the anger in this current lifetime. Wow, that's amazing. But it, it doesn't literally mean you changed the life. It means, this is a question, it means that you changed your, if you like, your attitude to the life. Yeah, you replayed it somehow. But by doing so, it allowed me to release negative emotion that I was still holding in my energy. And that would that be again, because you raised your vibration with a view to that life that that negative energy just couldn't, couldn't dropped away so, yeah so if somebody had come to me as a client and say look I'm just so angry and I have no idea what this anger's about but I'm just always so angry at people I would probably say to them let's have a past life regression let's see where that anger comes from and we'd have released it in that way that's what happens in a, a past life regression session wow 
because within um, past life regression therapy, we learn that we can release emotions from the physical body as well, that often we've brought with us. Say that anger that I had from that past life, I could have brought it with me in a physical sense. And I have seen that. I've seen energy just dissipate from my physical body during a session. So literally just like a heat haze, just, just leave me, basically. It had a texture to it, which I found absolutely fascinating. And then the, the next one was the future life. That's nutty too. You said on the back. <laughs> well, if you are thinking that your soul energy is on a path, not a path, a journey, because a path tends to say from A to B, which is why I say like a cobweb. And this is all happening at the same time. In the same way that we go to one side of the cobweb, we can go to the other side of the cobweb. and we can view a future life it has no linear time and everything is happening at the same time just in different dimensions then we can see our future lives i've never ever heard that what happens when you go into a future life it's much the same as in a past life but you can see how the world has moved on we have different concepts for instance one future life that i went into the air pollution was so bad that we all lived indoors. We never went outdoors because it was just... So we were all very self-sufficient in our own little boxes. Everything happened on the internet. You know, we worked on the internet. We bought things on the internet. We lived quite solitary lives in our own little boxes. And money had been devalued because we didn't need it. If you've seen a future where money isn't important, then it potentially, in this life, it means that one's a bit cavalier about money because you know in the future it's not going to matter. Or it's not the be-all or end-all. What's more important is that you've got family and friends, that you do something that you're passionate about. It's not all about success and being rich. That, that isn't what's important. The other thing I wanted to ask you was this business of the one experience that you had about being, I can't think of the word, tinkled in joy i'm not sure that's quite <laughs> you said it was like showered in joy with ticker tape it was just the way i saw joy it was gold ticker tape now funnily enough when i do healings i see emotion in different colors in our energy field we hold emotion so we hold emotions and beliefs and perspectives and for me i just happen to see emotion as different color and i often see it with a texture as well so i see fear i I see shame, I see courage, I see joy as different colours. But it's the way that I see it. Other people will see it in a, in a different way. So you can see these things happen, which is incredible. If I was a client, how can they tell this stuff is happening? You nodded on it a bit earlier that you, you will feel different, like you feel uh, more energised, your batteries are feeling good, potentially things like you, you slept like a log. So from a client point of view is it that you won't necessarily be aware of this stuff happening no and actually everybody's different i might see things with colors and things like and another therapist could be standing right next to me and see it in a very different way so it is a personal thing often clients sleep very well that night that's a very common one the clients will see light 
different colored lights. They will sometimes feel vibration or, you know, I could see darker energy in one side of their aura or whatever, and I'd be working on it. And they'd say to me, oh, you know, all this side of my body was tingling. And But everybody is completely different. It's, it's just how we perceive energy. I met a lady on a, a workshop once and she told me, and I've never heard this before, but it's that she can hear other people's chakras. And she was not a spiritual person. She was actually a police officer. She can hear the tone that other people's chakras are making. I was like, wow, I've never met somebody who could hear that. So she was perceiving the energy and picking up the energy and processing the energy as a sound. That's astonishing. A couple of things that really struck me. One was when you said you'd had some sort of form of clearing and you talked about hearing a rush of wind. And yes. Weirdly, you're the only person I know who's, I've had that experience too, and it's very, very weird. Yes, it is. And you, when I read your book, I, I thought, oh my God, that's what was happening. I didn't realize, it's so weird, isn't it? If you yes. knew what happened to you. Well, I had, I had a trauma in that I had met somebody and we were engaged and we were going to move to another country and, and out of the blue, he dumped me <laughs> um, over the phone. Oh. I know, yeah, typical. Um, and um, it was a shock. I think I actually went into shock. And I think when you can go into shock and you have a trauma like that, it's almost like you can't process it properly. But your energy field expands, can expand very quickly. And I think that that is what the rushing sound is that you hear. And if it's not checked, if you're not able to bring it back into balance, however you do that, you can go into what they call spiritual emergency, where your energy is so erratic and it's spiking that you start to pick up information from other people and you can become quite confused. With me, I was able to bring it back. And again, it didn't frighten me. I was just like, wow, what is this? What, you know, what is going on? Subsequently writing about that, I have listened to another lady talk and I, I wonder if that was a Kundalini experience. When you say that the, uh, the energy field expanded when you had a shock, yes. why would it do that? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I really don't know why it does that. But when, when people have shocks or traumas, is the whole system becomes slightly unstabilized. You see, for me, I see the energy field. It's a very elaborate, almost organic bit of machinery and I suppose if it has a shock just like if one little bit is not working right it doesn't flow properly if it has a shock maybe that is its way of trying to stabilize itself perhaps it's very very interesting what you're saying about how it can be go into a kind of a crisis and I yes think, and I think had I known, for example, at the time that this was what was happening and I knew about what you'd written about, then I would have gone, right, okay, I now need to calm it down and, and, and look after it and bring it back. And the, the way to do that is the energy management routine that you have daily. And when that happened to me, I literally went back to basics. It was quite interesting. I went into survival mode, right, okay, what can I do that's really simple and easy and and went back to absolute basics. What did you do? In the shower every morning, I say the Lord's Prayer. Now, that isn't because I'm religious. I'm not particularly religious at all. I'm very spiritual, but I'm not religious. But I read about how fabulous 
vibration and frequency the words have before it was taken over by the church and when it was written in its native language the lord's prayer it has the most fabulous vibration so you're putting out an amazing vibration before you step out the house the theory is that you reflect things back on the same vibration so i would say that in the morning i would say my affirmations i am safe I'm balanced, I'm centered, you know, basically telling yourself you're okay. And then in the shower, I would reinforce my bubble, make sure my bubble was okay. I also went to peers and made sure I had energy treatments on a regular basis, made sure I had Reiki, made sure, you know, I did have other sessions as well to see why that had happened. What was that lesson that I was learning? What relationship did I have with that person in a past life? possibly. What was playing out? What, what was that all about? Please continue in part two where we go into even more depth about energy and Natasha talks about her book and the School of Energy.